0: There is no shortage of stories that are going to unfold in the next 100 days, and we are excited to cover it, frankly, because our goal is to not have an agenda, which I think allows us to cover these things in a really important way.
1: In February of this year, Protocol made a high-profile debut, promising to cover technology in a way that goes beyond the story of the day to illuminate the personalities, relationships, clashes, ideas, and strategies playing out in the shadows of power as they describe it. Protocol was started by the same team that created the hugely successful site Politico. Bennett Richardson is vice president and general manager of Protocol. Previously, he was executive director of global strategic partnerships at Politico. Bennett, we're delighted to have you on the Look Left at Marketing podcast. Thanks for joining us. Perhaps we could start by having you give us a brief description of Protocol.
0: Well, thanks so much for having me on, John. And Protocol is about six months old, a new publication from the publisher of Politico. And, you know, we focus on the people, power, and politics of tech. You know, no agenda. Really, our goal is to arm decision makers in tech, business, and policy with the news and analysis they need to navigate a world in rapid change.
1: So what is it that protocol uniquely brings to the market?
0: I think for us, it's really about two things. I think one is the approach to our coverage and two is really you know where we see things going and, and how I think that that dictates where where we want to be. So coming from the publisher of Politico and, and really becoming a kind of sister company, separate company, but kind of sister company brand to Politico, I think that that insider focus of we're not writing for the masses, we're not writing for our own opinions, but we're writing to try and inform and help guide decision makers is really an important lens for us that I do think is different from a lot of the tech coverage that you have out there. We're not just writing about tech stocks. We're also not just writing about tech products. We're really trying to get behind the scenes and help decision makers understand what's happening in and around the industry to inform their own decision. I think That's one big difference. And then I think the other piece is really about you know, where, where tech is going and, and frankly, where it is today, especially this year, is that we believe that you can't cover tech as a standalone sector in a silo anymore you know tech has become a global power center with the the weight and the influence of of a nation state you know i think it, it really has become this really powerful entity alongside you know washington and, and the regulatory policymaking apparatus alongside finance and capital markets and that has huge implications and so we want to cover tech not just as that you know, cluster of gadgets or products or stocks, but really as that power center. And also the way that both tech companies and technologies themselves are changing the rest of the world and are changing every industry. And so we think that that lens is just a little bit of a fresh uh, approach and perspective in the space.
1: When you talk about technology now being a global power center, And and we see it played out almost every day these days in the media with what Twitter or Facebook might be doing with President Trump's posts or some other things that are ending up. Whether it's obviously when it comes to COVID nineteen, some of the post about hydrochloronic or other remedies it might be. Anyway, we, we we see technology playing a role that I don't think it had played in the past. That as to your point there being that global power center. Yet when it comes to technology companies, there isn't that who are they beholden to. So it really is unusual to see companies at this scale that powerful. And so there's certainly plenty for you to cover.
0: Well, totally. And at the same time, you know, tech and and especially big tech, you know, is not monolithic by any means. And I think we saw that in you know the hearings last week is that you know each of these major companies and each of the industries that they're a part of are really complex, right? And they're really, you know, some of these issues are really messy. And I think it takes a lot of nuance to be able to understand that. And I think that it is really important that we don't, you know, paint kind of quote unquote tech or you know quote unquote big tech with with, with too broad of a brush. And that's why we're excited to have protocol as a deep dive publication that can really get into these issues. I think that's true of anything from you know, issues around privacy, around you know, around content, around even devices and how we consume media and there are all of these topics, not to mention every other industry that's being disrupted by technology, like finance and healthcare and others there's just a lot to cover there and we think you need to do it in a really interesting way to, to address those complexities and to get into those issues which is why we were excited to launch launch protocol and, and why we've been really you know happy with the, the growth we've seen in these first few months
1: Yeah, you know, the first few months you know every executive management team when you're launching a new entity uh, you have an elaborate business plan you're going to execute on and obviously I'm sure you folks did you open up in February a month later covid rocks the world how quickly did you have to toss the original game Plan and come up with Plan B to deal with a once a century pandemic.
0: That's a great question. I think it's you know it's totally true, and it's been such a um, you know unique and unprecedented year for us. Though I think that one of the interesting pieces was that every side of 2020, from the pandemic to the recession to social unrest and these really important conversations around social equity and inequality. All of these things that are happening and unfolding throughout 2020 candidly reinforce what we believe with protocol in the first place. Each of these moments has shown the power of both tech companies as well as technology itself, right? From things, conversations around contact tracing to content moderation, to seeing how, you know, we, we covered this just last week, you know, the, the cloud and enterprise universe was one of the few bright spots in, in one of the hardest quarters in the U.S. economy in a long time. And so while it was certainly, I think, a challenging year to, you know, to launch something new, I think it's it's really reinforced, you know, why we exist in the first place, which is the, the really powerful and complex role that, that technology has played in, in every one of these Big issues that's unfolded in 2020.
1: Being high profile, of course, uh, everybody watches your every move, and every gr- all the growing pains are out there for the world to see. They, the the org- you had layoffs in the organization, as many organizations did have to go through those kind of uh, layoffs and reductions in the spring. Uh, what was the impact on the staff, uh, the readership, and how have you bounced back from that?
0: Like you said, I think it was a you know a hard time for the media industry at large, and, and unfortunately continues to be for some. You know, we made some tough decisions to really ensure the the health and success of of protocol for for years to come and and we've been glad to see that you know, by being able to you kind know, of refocus on what we need to be doing in the future we were able to really you know start growing and, and so these past few months have been uh, really strong both on the business and on the you know audience side and and we continue to break news and drive the kind of reporting that is allowing us to build a really interesting and influential audience so. Uh, we're we're excited about where we're headed at this point and starting to see both ourselves and, you know, the tech and media industry at large starting to see some, uh, you know, some real signs of life in, in terms of these businesses and, and economies coming back.
1: You mentioned breaking stories. You've had a few. What would you consider some of the top breaking uh, stories that your team's worked on thus far?
0: And I think it's really interesting and, and speaks to the breadth of coverage that comes at this intersection of tech and business and policy and really treating tech as a power center. When I see our big stories, they've been in a couple of different buckets. One has been squarely at that collision of tech and politics. So, we were one of the first and and had a you know major uh, story up when you know Trump, in those early pandemic days, was talking about the kind of contact tracing and uh, screening sites that Google and others uh, were putting together. Uh, that was news to Google that they were going to be a part. Uh, of that press conference. We had a story up there quickly from our uh, our great policy reporters. That was you know a huge scoop and, and got a lot of news out there. We've continued to deliver some really interesting coverage at the intersection of tech and politics, things like Trump's executive order on Twitter just a few weeks ago. That was another area that we were really leading the pack. So I think that's unsurprisingly been a real mainstay of our coverage. But the other pieces where we've seen you know, a ton of readership and have been able to break a lot of news have been in completely different areas. We have an uh, an amazing lead cloud and enterprise reporter, Tom Krasit, who has driven some fascinating coverage of really deep, nuanced topics within uh, the cloud and enterprise universe. Everything from interesting interviews with leading CEOs to breaking news about some of these different companies, those continue to be some of our biggest stories. And they aren't what might jump out at you of what is going to be you know a, a massive breaking story, but these It's the kind of coverage that is really moving the needle, I think, for people that understand the role of tech in in this moment, because every business is trying to understand how they can Become more digitally centered and really transform their business. And then there have been other areas too where I think we've we've really been able to lead some coverage. Our media and entertainment reporter Yanko Rutgers has broken a ton of news on the changing nature of how tech is grappling with media consumption and entertainment around voice and and you know lots of different areas and streaming. We had a uh, an exclusive up earlier this week about Sonos and some of the work that they're doing. There's continued to be some really interesting coverage across the spectrum, which I think reinforces for us, this is not about covering consumer tech. This is not about covering enterprise tech. This is not about covering you know tech and politics. It's how can you cover all of those things through this central mission and vision of understanding we need to be covering tech and really reflecting the way that it's transforming the world.
1: I read some of the you know, observers and in, and in, in comments before you launched about the difference between Politico and, and Protocol, and by nature, pol- politicians and all the people that work in that universe—they're chatty bunch. You know, so whether they're talking on or off the record, they love to talk to the media. And people said, "Well, tech executives are very different, so it's going to be a harder pull when it comes to Protocol because tech executives hold things close to the vest. They don't talk as much. They don't talk as much publicly." But privately, I think there is gossipy and chatty about what's going on in the industry, especially the competition, as as any politician. And I'm sure your reporters find the it's probably not all that difficult to get people talking and, and to unearth some of these stories.
0: Well, it's interesting you make that comparison. It's one that we talk about a, a lot. And I do think, you know, you're exactly right. I mean, there is a There are a lot of really interesting dynamics in the industry, a lot of personalities, and candidly a lot of personalities behind the scenes, you know, a lot of our most read and most interesting interviews and profiles haven't been from, you know, the CEO you might see on the front cover of every magazine. You know, these industries are deep and they're diverse and they're textured. And um, there are some amazing smart people, uh, you know, with amazing wild ideas about where the future uh, is going and how they're building that future. And so I think that, that that's been a, you know, a huge part of our coverage is really trying to see where these visions are from a lot of these leaders and help you know, put, a, uh, put a voice to that in, in you know, interesting different ways. And that's something I think that we've, we've tried to reflect a lot. As I, I said early on, we like to cover the people, power, and politics of, of technology. And really getting behind the scenes on that often is covering the people. How can we cover someone? How can we tell the story of some players in the industry that might not be household names but are really shaping the future?
1: Talk a little bit about the business side, you being general manager of the organization, adding sponsorship opportunities, new paid offerings that might be coming around the corner. Uh, what does protocol have to offer?
0: We are you know really excited about the business that we 're building. Our ambition long term is really to build a hybrid business model similar to the structure of, of, of our you know, sister company, Politico, where we have both a really vibrant partnership ecosystem and then also have a really deep relationship with, with members and subscribers in a professional capacity. So that's where really we're working towards in the long term. Uh, today, we're building out that partnership business and phase two on that kind of membership subscription side is, is coming in the future. Um, so the way that we've worked with a lot of brands, you know, unsurprisingly, in this space has really been around thought leadership. It's really been through a combination of sponsorships, of content, of events. We've just launched a new special report series called Protocol Manuals. It really allows us to dive deep into issues over the course of a week, Um, we've been able to partner with some really interesting brands like NASDAQ and Workday and Philips, not just traditional tech companies, but brands who are really transforming their own industries and their own areas through technology uh, to help them tell their story. So we're we're really excited about the way that the business is, is growing. And these are really important conversations. And these are conversations where brands do have a story to tell. So we've been really excited uh, to find some ways to, to build some really interesting partnerships that both helps those brands drive that thought leadership and tell their story, and also helps us build a sustainable business.
1: Well, you'll have no shortage of things to write about in the next few months. Obviously, we talk about the intersection of politics and policy, obviously, the presidential election, the role that tech companies may or may not play. Any specific plans, or is it just to cover things as they unfold?
0: We, you know, certainly plan to to cover things really in depth. We're going to be uh, announcing some really interesting policy focus events around both conventions coming up here, just in the uh, in the next few days, which we're really excited about. And, you know, to your point, the role of tech in this election is is just, you know, unprecedented. Uh, from seeing those executives up on Capitol Hill, virtually anyway. To the role that, you know, our sitting president obviously is, is using social media as a part of his campaign and, and the role that that could play as, as results unfold. It is, um, you know, it's a huge moment really on both sides, you know, on, on how these tech companies will navigate those moments. You know, how do we not only ensure election security? but also handle falsehoods and and misleading information on different platforms. There is no shortage, John, of stories that are going to unfold in the next um, 100 days. And, you know, we are excited to cover it, frankly, because our goal is to not have an agenda. We are not spinning towards the left, towards the right, or towards, you know, big TV viewership ratings. Our goal is to really drive utility for important people, which I think allows us to cover these things in a really important way.
1: Unusual is one way of saying it. Unprecedented is another. I think, you know, to be starting at any point in time this year in particular, in this presidential election, I can't think in my lifetime of a presidential election where outside forces have determined what political candidates or parties you know, can and cannot say or can and cannot get as far as information out to the public when you have tech companies making decisions about, you know, what they believe is true information, false information and potentially shutting down, as we've seen them do with the uh, the Trump organization so far, and they could do it to anybody if they, you know, they have that power. So it's it's really an unprecedented time. And, and how they flex that muscle is going to be, it's going to be, it could be scary, but uh, to see tech companies that aren't beholden to the, to the electorate get involved. So it's, it really, I, to use the word again, it's unprecedented, the, the times that we're living in.
0: Exactly. And, and each of those companies approaches that differently, right? Some um, you know, don't want to be making that decision. Some wish that there was uh, more rulemaking on the government side to be clear about moderation, right? That, that tends to be the position we've seen from, from Facebook. Others, uh, like Twitter, obviously, both taking down and labeling things recently, right? They've been willing to take a more proactive stance. So I think this just reinforces for us um, that, you know, Tech and and big tech especially is not a monolith and we need to be covering each of these companies and each of these policies and each of these stories with a lot of detail because you you really can't, uh, you can't paint it with a broad brush. You could see that story unfold, uh, you know, on a different platform uh, with a different company, each in a completely different way. So it will, like you said, it will continue uh, to be a really interesting story that develops over the course of the next several months
1: going to be wild times indeed. You're uh, you're coming along at just the right time. Bennett, thanks so much for all the insight and the best of luck with protocol through the rest of this year and in the years ahead.
0: Thanks so much for having me, John, and really appreciate the chance to come on and and tell all your listeners about protocol.
1: Our thanks to Bennett Richardson for joining us today. To check out some of the interesting reporting taking place at protocol, be sure to visit protocol.com. We hope you'll subscribe to the Look Left at Marketing series on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, we always welcome your comments and suggestions for guests on future episodes. Next up, Kevita Dinnerman will be talking to Sandra King, a highly respected marketing and communications consultant, in addition to running her own marketing firm. Sandra's a lecturer at Boston University and through the years has worked for organizations such as Time Magazine. Boston Red Sox and WGBH, one of America's most storied PBS outlets. Thanks again for joining us on this edition of the Look Left at Marketing podcast. Till next time, be well.